Hi, I'm Stage and Stage's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> everybody welcome back to the Hamilcast. i am jillian tonight i am here with hannah cruz right off the angelica tour you're eliza if you saw the angelica tour yes ma'am <laughs> welcome thank you so much for coming over thank you for having me in your beautiful apartment oh my god thank you thank you for for wearing an on-brand rise up puerto rico hamilton shirt yes. is that right i didn't even mean to wear this today <laughs> But I'm OCD and I wear my clothes in order. And this was the next shirt today. You wear your clothes in order? I do. I do. I'm wearing an H. Mulligan shirt, by the way, but I'm always on, on brand, it <laughs> seems. What do you mean by that? I'm fascinated by it. I just, I like a couple months ago, like Marie Kondoed my clothes. Good for you. It was, it took two days, but I'm, I love it. I'm sure you feel great. And I've kept it going. They're a little like clumpy now, but it really was a life change. And I donated like six bags of Good. stuff. Good. Donated everything. Mike did the same thing. But it's good. What, yeah. What does that mean? I'm going to start doing it. Um, I truly just I wear my clothes in the order that they're hanging up in my closet. And so I have like a section for like sweaters and overcoats and then a section for like blouses and T-shirts and dresses. And I just wear them in the order that they are hung. And I try and keep them in that order when I wash them. Yeah. I hang them back up in the same spot and I just go through. So I don't miss anything. I'm just afraid I'm going to miss something. Okay. So it's not. And it, also you don't have to think about it. Exactly. You're just grabbing. Exactly. Right. Which I learned later in life that that was really the argument for uniforms in schools mm -hmm. so that you don't have to. The kids don't have to worry about. Like, Stress too much about it. Yeah. And, you know, affording the cool exactly or whatever exactly well thank you universe for having our backs because i know it really worked out today <laughs> um so we were just talking before i hit record you crazily are listening you li are a listener because you reached out to come over so I did. thank you for doing that i did I'm i did so excited you were like i'm in new york now let's do this and i was like hannah you and i are gonna get along yeah very very well listen the Hamilcast is like half of my knowledge of <laughs> The show is from the Hamilcast. You're incredible. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, before I get too emotional about how amazing you are, there is a cocktail here. Oh, yes. Uh, Mike is not here, but Mike, you like gin and like fruity things. Yes, I do. So this is a gin-based fruity delicious drink with uh, Swedish fish on the bottom. <gasps> I didn't even know. Yeah. And they're, I mean, because they're kind of the same color because they're red and pink, but they're in there. Oh, my gosh. They're swimming. They're swimming in there. And it's called the If You Had to Cruise. If you had to cruise, if you had to cruise. So cheers to you. <laughs> cheers. Thank you so much for reaching out and being incredible. We've bonded hardcore already. Mm -hmm. You've been here for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing the moment I walked in. Yeah. I stalk your Instagram. <laughs> That's I have to stop saying that, don't I? <laughs> no, you don't. It's OK. Um, we all do it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can I can say like, well, I have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Because I want to research, you know. Yeah. I want to know like what to play when you walk in or like cool things to ask you or I don't know. You're a good host. You. Yeah. I try. I do my research. My research is scrolling through your Instagram. <laughs> I love my job. It's 2019. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what? Um, okay. So not only were you Eliza on the Angelica tour, I unfortunately did not see you, but a ton of my listeners and Patreon peeps did. And they're all obsessed with you. They have incredible things to say about you. So we will get to, to them in a little bit. But you were also Elsa in Frozen. I was. Yeah. Right. That mm -hmm. was kind of that was last year almost ex what is this november 2019 because you're going to come out and i think by 2020 i think yeah this episode will come out next year um yeah i w i was doing frozen in la right before hamilton so that was like february through june no no february through august mm. and then i started ham right after that oh fun and yeah. you were in the uh second national tour of legally blonde i was national tour of bullets over broadway i was yeah. yeah this is what happens when you put your resume on your website Hannah. <laughs> it's very easy make my job very easy um yeah so tell me like everything how you how you got to hamilton how you did all these other things i just want to hear the hannah cruz story yeah um you know, I never thought Hamilton would happen and it kind of happened out of the blue. I was taking a break from New York mm -hmm. and went moved to Anaheim with my partner and was doing working at Disney and like it was great. It was six shows a week. I was on stage for like 15 minutes and got to wear beautiful dresses and beautiful wigs yeah. and sing that great song. And it was yeah. awesome. Um, and then they asked me to do a self-tape for Eliza and I did and then they asked me to come to LA, but I didn't have a car. So we had to like rent a car 
to get to LA because mm-hmm. public transit doesn't really exist in Los Angeles. Yeah. So you're from the tri-state area. Yes, Connecticut. Yeah, I'm from Newtown, Connecticut. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So I am, yeah, I just know I'm not an, a, an LA me person. neither it, we lived out there for five months i know nothing about but it but i know that you need a car you do and i don't have a license i've never had a license oh really nor will i ever have a license okay i have a license but i don't drive i understand i have a license in the sense where like i have id yeah i have a state id yes 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 but it, i cannot drive with it have i been driving with a state id <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't drive but sometimes when we visit my parents like out on long island mike will be like let's drive to the store and i'll like i'll be like this this will be fun also last time i did okay i'm just saying it i accidentally blew a stop sign on like a little side street and then mike was like stop sign i was like oh my god i was like this is why i don't drive should not be driving look at the look on the back it should say not a license to drive if it is not a license to drive okay i'm sure it's fine if it's just a state id though then probably no driving yeah i think it's a license anyway the point is is that you so wait so you said took a break from new york yeah so what was your new york Um, scene like I mean I've been living here since I was uh, 19 years old and I it was a weird audition season for me it was like a lot of trekking around in the snow to EPAs that like nothing was really working for me in the room I'm not a great auditioner and uh, so I got the job at Disney and I was like do you want to move to California for a little while to my partner and he was like sure what's your partner's name Nicasio Nicasio what a cool name yeah Nicasio yeah, Nicasio. Is he Italian? He is uh, Swiss Italian, yeah. The oh, name okay. is Greek, though, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm half Italian, so. Yeah, me too. Half Irish. Oh, cool. Yeah. What's the other half? My dad's Italian. My mom's Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. Did you see the show in Puerto Rico? No, I wish. Um, but I went to Puerto Rico right after I finished. So oh. I like took a little vacation by myself, which is where I got the shirt. Yeah. At Lynn. Lynn has like a store in the mall there. I forget what it's the, called. The T. Rico store. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I got this shirt and I got a bunch of other swag. Um, that, T. Rico's like, the best, you guys. Just like free plug for T. Rico. T. Awesome. T. Rico is the best. All my shirts are from T. Rico. So much merch Everything that I've never from- seen anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I went. It was supposed to only be a couple of days, but then a big storm hit and I ended up staying for a full week. So I wasn't mad about that. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No. Oh, no. You have to stay in Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Wait. So tell me about. So self tapes for Hamilton. Yeah. I've heard about a couple of them. Um, Austin Scott told me about Aww. his self-tape where he didn't know anything about it. And this was very early on in the show's in the show's life. Yeah. Where he was like cradling a fake baby during Dear Theodosia. No, he wasn't. He sure You're was. You're kidding. Yeah. I have to talk to him about that. Yeah. That- but And we were laughing about it. What? But I was like, what do you expect? Like he didn't know. The show wasn't. It was like still off Broadway or whatever. So That's he, funny. He, you don't know. You're singing to a child. Like what do you. That's the horror of self-tapes. I right? know. I I tend to veer on the side of no props, <laughs> just no props. Yeah, I don't think there was an. Act. I think he was just ma- he was like just singing pretend? to a baby, okay, okay, like an invisible baby. At least it wasn't a doll. Maybe that would be worse. Could I don't think it was. I Who feel knows? like I would remember the doll. No, I don't think it was a doll. I think he was just like pretending to like look down and sing. Okay, I'll take I'll take that. Okay, he got the gig. Yeah, he did. I know I did it with him. <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay. So, so they knew the Hamilton people like knew you from your New York. I, like, I don't, I truly don't know. I know it's Telsey and I had been in for them a ton, Sure, but I think my manager just submitted me and they said, have her do a self tape. And it was like a cut of helpless, a cut of burn and a cut of Skylar sisters. So when was this? This was, must've been April of last year. No. Uh, April of two years ago. 2017. Yes. So, right? I'm bad with time. Yo, it's okay. Oh, well, Eliza, yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> My heart. <laughs> it's still so deep in there. Totally, right? I mean... Yeah, whatever year I was in California, it was that April. And I heard fairly quickly. And it moved fairly quickly. Um, and self-tapes are great for me because Nicasio is a filmmaker and so he has like a beautiful camera what? and beautiful lights and it always looks great and knows what he's doing yeah half the battle of self-tapes you guys is figuring out how Truly. to do it Tr- the lighting is always a thing I remember we were on we were in Baltimore and I had to do a self-tape for something and I had Stephanie Umo and Edred over mm-hmm. my Hamilton and my Angelica mm-hmm. and they were trying to help me like light the self-tape because we didn't have anything and Edred was literally holding a lamp over my face mm-hmm. while Stephanie tried to hold one underneath it was friends those the are most janky friends. things I know but I did I started crying because I was like you guys are 
true people. It doesn't take a lot for me to cry, but same. Yeah. This is going to be a very long emotional <laughs> I may episode. cry. <laughs> I mean, too. I cry all the time. Um, yeah, I, yes. Self-tapes are crazy. So Mike does self-tapes. And so oh, nice. we have, so right here where the doors are. So you guys, I'm pointing to where all the selfies are that I post Perfect. on Instagram okay. in front of those doors. So we, Love. Michael stand there and then we'll have like the backdrop whatever I think we have like two different colors and then we have lights that are just shoved under the bed like the Perfect. big lights yeah, yeah, yeah but I like then the mics and the st- and I just am always so nervous that it doesn't sound great or doesn't look great of and course. then it's like you have this light which is like the I call it the big light like the ceiling light which is off because I have like the mood lighting on because Very that's nice. a shitty light and so we, we were in where were we I think it was New Orleans this summer he had a self-tape to do and I was like, this is kind of great because we're just going to use the natural light of the hotel room. Mm-hmm. And it looked sometimes that's awesome. Best. Yeah. And I was stacking like the hotel chair on the desk on the so that the camera phone could be there. Like just you, you do what you have to do. Right? Sometimes it's jank, but you yeah. get it done. So did your partner help you with the Eliza yeah. thing? That's mm-hmm. why I was so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, it guys. It good. doesn't need to look perfect to book the, the game. No, it truly does I not. I know I have a lot of actors listening at home and singers. It's true. You never know. No, you truly Sometimes it's like a know. YouTube thing that you didn't know was still online and someone finds it and... Oh, yeah. Don't I know that? Yeah. Did that happen to you? I mean, I just have a lot of stuff. Sometimes I think there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that I should really delete. <laughs> on your own account? Yes. <laughs> it's just old stuff from high school. But mm. part of me is just nostalgic and so wants to keep it up. We'll just keep it make it private so that you have it. That's a good idea. Yeah. But that's kind of how I got my start in this business at all was I did gypsy in high school. And of course, I played Mama Rose because because why not? I'm 17. I'm ready. I'm ready to play her. She's nuanced and I'm ready. Love gypsy so much. (laughs) Oh, it's my favorite musical. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little baby 17 year old. But it went I put up all the videos and it went viral. And that's how it did. Yeah. And that's how Joy Doing Casting found me for Legally Blonde. And so instead of going to college, I did Legally Blonde for a year. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of screaming. Screaming if you're me. <laughs> like powerfully belting if you're you. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but I, I watch it back now and I'm like, oh, girl, lift that soft palate and stop screaming. You but were 17. You learn. Yeah. You learn. Yeah. You were 17 playing Mama Rose. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> um, what was your packet for Eliza for the self-tape? It was helpless. Skylar sisters burn. Yes, you just said that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so then you get a call. I mean, did you know about Hamilton? Were you listening? Were yeah, you a so fan? I I love In the Heights. Okay. Like huge, huge fan of In the Heights. I saw it on Broadway and just adored it. Yeah. And um, a bunch of people on the Bullets tour were obsessed with Hamilton. Like everyone had a ham hats and like mm-hmm. listened to it all the time. And I wasn't like, I was so part of me. It's like the same reason I have never listened to Dear Evan Hansen. I want to see it first. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't listen to really anything except some selections, except for, wait, well, I was obsessed with Say No to This. Like mm-hmm. truly obsessed. I was like, I want to play Peggy and Mariah. Yeah. I was ready. Yeah. So I wasn't like totally on the bandwagon. And then I really, I didn't listen to the entire soundtrack until I started auditioning for it. But the first time I listened to it all the way through. And I was very overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> very so, overwhelmed. So you're like, okay. I didn't think, I thought there was no way I would get it. Like truly, I was like, because right. especially with these behemoth shows, you know, there's a lot of them where I've been going in for years since I was 18, like nine or 10 times. Mm-hmm. And it just either never happens or it's like, oh, you're almost there. And I was like, okay, I'm just starting this process. I'm right. sure I'll go in so many times. There's no way I'm going to get this. Yeah. I truly... And to this day, I'm so shocked that I did. 
<laughs> did you think it was for Broadway or did you know it was for a tour? I actually thought it was for the Puerto Rico tour. Okay. That happens all the time. Yeah. Here, like someone thought it was going to be Washington and I don't think Chicago, they, yeah. but it's Burr on Broadway. Or, you know, it's exactly. just, it changes all the time. Yeah. It's very much a puzzle. And now that they have so many companies, it's just figuring out where you fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I remember because I, so I went to do a work session in, in LA with Patrick Vassell. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Oh, and then they were like, okay, fly to New York and be in a room with Tommy and Lack. No big deal. Yeah, it was, I was scared for sure. I still remember ex- the exact room I was in at Telsey and it went well. And I was like, and I remember my parents had flown to California to see me in Frozen and I had to fly to New York. to. So I, so it just, it sucked. The timing was very bad. Yeah. But I still got to see them and I still got to do Frozen for them. But um, And perfect for the story though. Yeah, of course. Cause, cause, like I, my parents came to California and you were just like passing, like flights passing in the night. Like, see ya. Ships in the night for yep, sure. Yeah. But um, so I came back and I was like, okay, that was it. Like, I literally did all the material and I was like, there's no way. And they were like, just kidding. Can you come back? Wait, but how was it being in the room with Tommy and and Lack? Was it just the two of them? I think there was someone filming because I think Lynn watches every he yeah. like has approval of everybody. So uh, yeah. I and I think Jeffrey needs to see it as well. Sure. Seller. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely someone filming and there was an accompanist. But yeah, it was just Tommy and Lack, I believe. M- memories of auditions are very strange. And I, I feel like we alter them so much. I don't really remember the first time in the room with them, but I do remember the final time. Okay. Because so I flew back. They put me up in a hotel and they got me a ticket to see the show because I'd never seen the show. That's usually a good sign. Yeah. I Yeah. But after I left the room, I was like, there's no way I got it. I went and saw my manager. I was like, I didn't get it. And usually I have a good sense of when I get something or not. But the second time in the room, it was good. They like gave me notes and I tried to apply them as best I could. And I remember Tommy was like, do you have anything else to sing? And I was like, well, I didn't bring my book. So always bring your book. But I... Like, I'm just visualizing this, like, in the asterisk, like, in the, in the book of Anna Cruz, like, always asterisk, bring your book. Always bring your book. Always bring your book. <laughs> I just didn't bring it because I thought this is, like, the last time. I, yeah. What do you need to hear? But and I he think was, Alex can play anything. Well, that's why he was like, what, what, what do you want? Right. And I actually gave one. I think I asked for a Celine Dion song and Lack was like, I don't know that. And I was like, okay, um, Alone by Heart. And he was like, I know that. Right in his wheelhouse. So we just like played and had a good time in the room. Also, and it wait, was... Alone by Heart? My God, that's <laughs> so good. It's a classic. It's my go-to for oh, sure. Oh God. For sure. I would love slash hate to do karaoke with you. <laughs> because I be fun. could it not be fun. hold a candle. Oh, come on. Yeah. And I left the room and I think I went home the next day and I got a call the next day and they but they said they said you got it but we don't know which company. And I said, "Okay, well I'm not going to celebrate. I refuse to celebrate sure. because this could be taken away from me in 2 seconds." You didn't sign anything. There's nothing. No. Yeah. And I don't even remember how long it was before they told me the Angelica tour, but when I looked at the stops they were going to and I looked at the cat, I was thrilled. I was thrilled because it was all East Coast. We could move back to New York. Oh, great. And because we were like, I'll give California another try maybe later in life when I can maybe have a driver. But um, <laughs> until then, it just wasn't working. We, I had a bike. I biked to work. And that mm-hmm. was like my life was Disneyland and home and Disneyland and home. Right. And I missed just the accessibility of New York. And I also love touring. Like, I just love it. Yeah. Why? I love exploring new cities i love meeting new people and this country is such an interesting place and when you live in a bubble like new york or la you forget what the majority of this country is made up of and it's it's exhilarating and 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 it can be inspiring for sure yeah yeah i have this dream of like i mean Unfortunately, Mike would have to do all the driving, but either doing like a cross country road trip where I know this is like a thing where you like take one route to get to California, like uh-huh. 
and then another to get home so you kind of see everything. But I want to do it also on a train because I love train oh, rides. I'm sure that would be amazing. So I would want to do like a real like cross-country train trip. But I want to go to like Deadwood, South Dakota and I want to see really cool stuff. And also cities like that I should probably just visit. Yeah. You know, like I this year alone, I just went to Chicago and New Orleans for the first time. Oh, um, two of my favorite places in the whole world. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but like, and I was quote like working for, for all of them. So I didn't really get to see it, but I was there and it's like, wait, to be on it, I want to be able to like look out the window on the train and like see all this stuff. Yeah. So that's so cool that you got to experience this country doing what you love. Yeah. It's a very cool job. Touring. Yeah. It's it, very tiring for sure, for sure, for sure. Right. Yeah. But it's very cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a new tattoo? I do. I'm it's sorry. Brand I was, new. I was distracted. <laughs> By because I saw the little plastic thing. Yeah, um, I got it? this two days ago. So actually, this is my like two days commemorating ago. Hamilton tat. What? Yeah, just like my time with the show and what it meant to me. And it's a it's a silhouette of a lady burning like she's a candle because you know <gasps> burn burn. <gasps> oh my god, that's beautiful. Yeah. Does it hurt? Um, it doesn't. It itches a bit. Okay. Um, and do you I, need like to put anything on? Do you know it's me in. Okay. it needs to be covered for I think I'll take the coverage off on Thursday and then, you know, just the washing and stuff. But it's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm very obsessed with it. Can we take a pic or can you send me a pic to post? Yeah, like, absolutely. When, okay. Absolutely. That's so cool. Okay, so you yeah. clearly loved your Hamilton experience. Oh, if yeah. you're putting it on your body forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she. Yeah, it changed my life for sure. I think I think I had forgotten like what being an actress meant or what it felt like to like really be fulfilled by something mm. because in the past a lot of my tracks and roles have been like the girl who's on stage for 15 minutes and sings really high uh -huh. which is great in its own right and um but it wasn't really satisfying for me sure and it wasn't I don't consider myself a singer first I consider myself an actress above everything else and I really got to utilize that in the show and I it yeah it was very important for me and yeah. taught me a lot and challenged me a lot and yeah it, it was one of the greatest experiences of my whole life okay well I'm, we're gonna talk about it yeah for the, for the next <laughs> six hours um so I just love hearing that I'm so moved by it on your behalf just hearing and seeing you talk about it so what was it like you booked this thing that you of course never thought you would get which is like happens all the time to mm -hmm. actors and performers they can't believe it and then you didn't know anything about it other than just being overwhelmed so you get tickets to the show right yeah so what was it like seeing so you got you saw the show before you auditioned in front of the lack tommy was yeah that was this pre was this pre pdv Seeing the show? No. So I saw the show right before my final callback. So okay. Tommy and Lack and I had been in the room once together. So Got this it. was before the last time. Got it. And I remember Tommy, I think Tommy said the first time I was in the room, he was like, have you seen our show? And I was like, no. Oh, Tommy. <laughs> no, I haven't. But um, yeah, I learned a lot from watching it. So much. Um, and I was a bit overwhelmed because I, I don't think I quite realized how much stage time she did have mm. and how much like surround choreography was involved. Yeah. That scared me so much but now ha having done the show for a year that was some of my favorite part like um oh my god i remember i don't remember the names of the songs very well <laughs> that's but, okay the musicians don't either wait what's i've learned what's the part um that i'm not throwing away my shot it's what called my shot that? no that's not my shot the part when we're walking oh i'm wait i'm describing to you the choreography like you know no you'd you probably surprised. do you probably do it's when I'm everyone sorry, Andy, I, I mean i think i know it or i can see it playing in my head she goes i think that's my shot <laughs> no i know it's not my shot it's when we're all entering really slowly and he's and g-dub is giving him the pen right hand man thank you okay right hand man there's some choreo in that part on the surround that it was like my favorite thing to do in the whole show I am not throwing away my shot. Son, we are outgunned out there. You need all the help you can get. I have some friends. Lawrence Mulligan, Marquita Lafayette. Okay, what else? Outnumbered, outplayed. We'll need some spies on the inside. Some Kingsmen who might let some things slide. 
Yep. Right. Yeah. Right before winter's ball and the scary stuff starts happening. But <laughs> when, that you mean all you basically you so scary. <laughs> so so scary. But yeah, that choreo was like some of my favorite parts. Of the, you just feel badass doing it. And yeah. I love Blank. I just love everything he does. I think he's the most brilliant man in the world. Yeah. Are you? Do you have a lot of dance training? No. Too? No. 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 Not a, not a bit. I mean, when I was a child, I remember my dance teacher was like, "You'll never be a dancer. You can't touch your toes." And okay. so she wasn't wrong. <laughs> Though I can't touch my toes now. Well, yeah, but please, like, don't say that to kids. <laughs> she did scar me for life. I don't, don't remember her name, that. but if you're listening. No, I'm not. I don't. I dance. She's on my list now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Th- oh, man, there's so much to talk to you about. That's the thing, too. Like, it's so funny to hear get emails from listeners or even like when I see the show, I'm still noticing. Oh, yeah things there's and so the much surround. i still don't know yeah and the thing is like it's sort of like hot jokes on me because i love standing room and I've, i i have gone on record like i never need to sit at the rogers ever again like i i fucking love standing room but i'm also the person who's like a contortionist and like ducking down to look at the surround because yeah, you, you can't probably can't see it no from, yeah you have to move if you're on the aisle of standing room you can like peer into the aisle and look. yeah um but you really kind of have to yeah, so Get much happens down. up there. So much happens. happens. Yeah, yeah. What are some like one thing? I think it was. I think it might have been in Puerto Rico. I can't remember, but I noticed like a George Washington moment where he ah. was like looking and watching it, watching something, and then just going like, "Oh God!" Or so like he was just reacting to something up in the corner of the surround. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some moments that you think people can miss that like Eliza or with the Skylar sisters oh, or man. something like? Well, I love in the beginning, right after the open just Eliza and G-Dub stay on the surround for yeah. Aaron Burser and watch him have this first interaction then like talk to each other for I the have, first time you see I have a chills <laughs> and it's just it's uh, I love that it's them two watching him and then they just like silently le- I forget what the line is that they leave um god I, I don't remember the show sometimes no that's okay you're you you lived it I did. You have such a different perspective on it than it is very. Yeah, it else, is. You know, but yeah, they leave, and then there's another moment I love. Wait, whenever Andy would come and give notes, he would always talk about wait for it a lot. Just about how it's everyone's everyone's experience, right? So you you can have a different experience as Eliza watching Burr mm. go through this, and you can have an opinion, and you can have a judgment, and like there's no way anyone would see that. I'm not even lit, but just going through that in your mind is so important for the rest of the trajectory of the evening sure because she does have such a strong because you're omnipotent in a way and you and you know what's happening because you're telling the story and it's your job to tell the story and your opinion can ebb and flow a bit and be stronger some nights and and less and less so some others but um just building those foundational moments really i think create a richer experience when you are on deck and you're in the spotlight and right telling more of the broader strokes of the story i'm i'm sure it changed every night i'm not asking i know it's hard to remember some details but when you were making choices or go or getting to to places emotionally were you reacting to because we know he's the damn fool that shot him right? uh-huh. from the very beginning yeah so is eliza to you or when you were eliza were you reacting as like this is the person who kills oh, for my sure. husband. That, for sure. So you were there. Mm-hmm. You were never sympathetic to Burr. No. Maybe you were something. No. Not. No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. I know I, she has like the greatest capacity to forgive, but I don't think that well, is I mean, something. She can only do so much. She's mm-hmm. only human. She mm-hmm. had to forgive Alex 1600 times. Yeah, she did. Alexander. Alexander, not Alex Lackamore. Alex Lackamore. <laughs> <laughs> He's perfect in every way. He's like Mary Poppins like that. Oh. <laughs> he is kind of like Mary Poppins, isn't he? <laughs> I can imagine him with like a bag that just sheet music never stops coming out I was out just going to say when he came over, the amount of things he had with him. He had his own keyboard. He had a mixer. He had wires. Oh he just had like things to make his episodes the amazing amazing trio of episodes that they are well damn i didn't bring my keyboard i know well i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um oh my god this is so cool wait so what other moments is eliza i'm trying to think of other like surround eliza Um, or eliza burr moments too where she can um well not lit during some of them that's so cool she watches all of 
Rumor It Happens, but that more so is Rumor It Happens was fun because you kind of get to become like the darker version of who you are. Like when he's ripping off his mask in the choreo, like you are, it's because it's like his bad dream, right? It's because Ham is like pushing him to center and like forcing him to make a decision. And it's like, it's like a bad trip for him. Mm-hmm. All of everything is going wrong. And then he finally can show who he really is because he's backed up against the wall. Right. And you get to go there with him. Yeah. That's very fun. I love doing that. That too. And then there's the moment at the end. Wait, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about that moment yes, at the end. When you it. said ripped off his mask in the choreo. Yeah. Do you know about that? Are you describing what I think you're describing? This. That part? You That's him shut- ripping off his mask. <laughs> Okay, so Hannah is doing, it's the Leslie Odom Jr. It's the gif. It's the, I got to be. Yeah. That is him ripping off a mask. This podcast is over. Are you kidding me? Is that what Andy said? Yeah. Fuck, it's so good, Hannah. It never, it never stops. This is why this podcast will go on for fucking ever. The layers Stories like never that. stop. Wait a second. Okay. Because now I'm thinking of the music in that because mm-hmm. I've said to Lack and I've said a hundred this is like you can when you can hear the villain being born. is portraying it but of course the choreography is too obviously mm-hmm. it's andy of course I've it is never heard anyone say it as he takes the mask off i am like figuratively screaming <laughs> like i don't know like i have to leave my own apartment <laughs> this is insane that is yeah. the coolest thing i've i mean but it, it, at the same time like everything about you know andy's uh choreography and tommy's direct like so much of it you know, sometimes like Lat when he was here, like the music just flows out of him. And he's like, oh, you know, because yeah. that, com- you know, or Kurt or, or Ian, when they talk about the music, like it is all connected. Yeah. So when you hear it, it makes such logical sense. But it's also completely illogical and unbelievable that people, real true humans, which I don't even believe they actually are, could create this thing. Yeah. That is connected in such a way. Oh, in such a way. And it just every time he came and he would give notes, we would learn something new every time. Yeah. That's why the show doesn't get tiring. I mean tiring physically obviously and emotionally to do but like it's never ceases to inspire there's always something new to find always right yeah that is it's an endless mine yeah cool um you said especially that moment at the end oh well when angelica and eliza come out and uh he's singing world was wide enough and we look at him and everyone like steps in and starts, and then we all step back. When Alexander aimed at the sky, he may have been the first one to die, but I'm the one who paid for it. I survived, but I paid for it. And I'm the villain in your history. Everyone exits, but Angelica and Eliza don't exit until villain, the word villain. No way. And so we're kind of like the last two staring at him until we walk off and it's like a final judgment and a, and a, and a really in my mind just like you've done an unforgivable thing right an unforgivable thing yeah you're the villain in yeah, our history and villain. my like Eliza's history of mm-hmm. course you are mm-hmm. yeah she didn't go out of her way to do anything for the burrs nope <laughs> <laughs> she had 50 years she did a whole lot nah nah I think she was done with that yeah well I would be. I mean, totally. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah. Did you um, research her personally? Um, I did. Not too much because I didn't want to be held to too strict of a line with her. I wanted to find my own stuff to add. But I read some historical fiction. I read that My Dear Eliza book, mm-hmm. which it was so fun to read backstage because I felt like it kept me in the world while I was not on stage and then... It was fun, but I do remember it was like one day we were in Boston and I was at Philip's death, 
but we were at the beginning of the show and I was like, I cannot read this right now. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I can't read this right you now. You have to I have be to all like peppy for the Skylar sisters. Yeah, no, I had to wait. But yeah, that was great. And then yeah, the Hamel cast. And when we were in... So um, <laughs> uh, the Hamel cast. I'm the like, Hamel wait, cast. I'm recording this, right? Oh my God. <laughs> um, when we were in Schenectady, uh, we were right by Albany, which is where the Skylar mansion is. And I didn't get to go to the mansion, but... We did go to a museum where they had like Eliza and Alexander's wedding rings that like the actual he, rings. Yeah. Yeah, he, That was crazy. I got to hold a letter that she sent to him. Like tr- it was very overwhelming and get to see clothes they wore and it was and I got to do it with what? Stephanie and Olivia, um Peggy and Angelica and it was Yeah, it was pretty. It was otherworldly, really. I'm sure. Yeah, I think she's one of the most incredible women who's ever I mean, really, when you think about, she lived until she was 97 years old. At that time, too. I, I'm not going to live till I'm 97. <laughs> yes, you are. I, I predicted right now. No. 97 years old? That's old. I'm, I'm saying 100. <laughs> You're going to do it, Hannah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll eat my hat if that's true. <laughs> well, no, I, don't. You have to be. <laughs> can't eat a hat. You're right. There's no way my digestion at 100 no, will well, be able yeah, to. Yeah, at 100, <laughs> we want to keep you, we want you in the record books. Um, But yeah, she... And I and I think about it a lot. I don't know because I still don't know how to forgive. I don't that that's something I I'm not I don't think I'm equipped with. And I and I think that it she she showed me the way in some ways, but I'm still way too stubborn to actually utilize that in life. Um so so getting to see what that would be like every night was is was fulfilling and very interesting because I I just don't think I don't think I could be that way. I just don't. And maybe, you know, I think about it too. I don't know, would she forgive him today when she had more power to leave? I don't know. Interesting. Cuz she was bound to him, right? It's something I think about a lot. And it was something I used sometimes when I was like especially angry during Quiet Uptown. I would like touch my wedding ring and think like I You're doing it. I now. made a promise. Yeah. Like you're Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made a promise. And so I am still so angry at you, but we're gonna take a step and we're gonna try and figure it out together because we are bound by marriage. And that means something. That so I, I think today, I don't know. I don't know. And I do think there's no way she would have carried on his legacy in that way if she did only stay because of the bonds of marriage. If she did only stay because of the legality of it all. Like she she continued to do his work, which means so much more than anything prior, really. Right. I mean, that's a huge, com- that's all she did. Right. And it wasn't easy work. No. And he had like... 10 irons in the fire and he you know there was a lot i can't imagine how much paper she had to go through i can't imagine i can't yeah i was just gonna say something else but i lost it i'll find it again happens to me all the time oh yeah here's what i want to ask you like watching the show as someone who was then in this final callback Mm -hmm. stage i mean was there were you able to turn that off a little bit and and see it for what it was or were you kind of at was your mind at work no pun intended when you were watching <laughs> um i was definitely watching i think i saw i saw lexi and i was definitely like I love lexi only watching her right right <laughs> so i missed a lot uh-huh. um because i was just trying to track her and like see everything so i was definitely looking at it as more of like a research standpoint and like a what what is what is this picture they're painting and where does she fit into it um I do think it helped me tremendously just to get a sense of what the world was. And, you know, seeing it is like nothing else. I wish, I mean, I saw it um, again when I I got to D.C. and that's where I rehearsed while they were at the Kennedy Center. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was a great place to rehearse because they had a great rehearsal room. And I joined the cast with about five other ensemble members. Oh, fun. So I got to learn the show with an ensemble around me, which helped so much. And it's a little on the rarer side if I'm just basing on what I've heard from. yeah yeah I know when Stephanie Umo our Angelica came in she learned the show basically on her own did you so, have a turntable at least no I mean we got to stand on that we you have uh-huh. to get like turntable training where you just like sure. stand on it and they're like this is the turntable yeah. and then they make it move it really doesn't move that fast but um I remember like realizing like in Skylar Sisters oh I have to keep walking so I'll stay in the same spot I can't just like stand here and sing I have to keep walking in place as the turntable is moving yeah right 
I remember like learning that, and like there were sometimes at ConCon. Have you ever has mm-hmm. anyone? Yeah, you know about yeah. ConCon. Of course, but for you do. New new listeners, please tell them. So ConCon. I think it was Thursdays. I don't know if it's Thursdays with every company, but ConCon is when every week we get together half hour before half hour and we go through music notes, director notes, choreo notes, and just like news of the time if we like have parties coming up or anything fun. Mm -hmm. And news of the time, like in the world of your company, not just like current events (laughs) in the world. (laughs) It's like watching Stephen Colbert. We all just talk about the news. Yeah. Um, But I remember when I was first rehearsing, sometimes at ConCon, they would be like, okay, Hannah, we're going to try Skylar Sisters like with the turntable. And that was very scary because I was new to the company and everyone's watching you. And that was very scary. Right. But everyone was very kind. But then I remember, so my put-in was in DC, but then I would I was going to open Boston. First performance in Boston was going to be my first performance. And so my put-in was in a different theater than my opening. And my put-in was also two weeks before my opening. So, so you just have to remember all that for two weeks. It was very scary. Yeah. It was very, very scary. It was very, very scary. <laughs> like just the first time doing it in costume. And I think, cause I think Austin was sick. So he wasn't at my put in. So my first time doing the show was my first time doing the show with Austin. Right. And just to be clear, everyone, Austin Scott was, was, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've listened, but just, I yeah. speak very fast and forget that people have, don't have this podcast in their ears 24 hours a day because <laughs> I'm editing it constantly. But, um, so Austin Scott was the Hamilton on the Angelica yeah. company. So that's why Hannah, you know, yeah. yeah so just a little context for our listeners at home. It was just, cra- so it was like meeting him for the first time in Winter's Ball was like actually meeting him <laughs> for the first time. And like our first kiss and helpless was like actually our first kiss. And so it was. God, yeah, that opening night in Boston is a blur. It was very scary. I remember like turning around in the opening number for that first line and just being like, oh my God. <laughs> I was very shaky. I did not sound good, but it got better. I'm sure you were great. <laughs> in those two weeks, do you have resources? Yeah, I mean, you can watch the show as much as you want right. from the back of the house. You can talk to the resident choreographer who at the time was Michael Minlin, who mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, right. and he was great. And you're welcome anytime. And that goes for any everybody mentioned. God, I love him. Since. Yeah, love welcome. him. But like to be in that that put in space is very because you're not again, it's like getting people to help you with self tapes, right? It's Mm -hmm. just like, hey, friends, do you want to maybe do that crazy choreo and helpless where everyone is running around and where like people are crossing over? I mean, the timing of that. Yeah. And everybody's tired. It's like their ninth show of the week, you know, for the full. It's 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 a lot. And it's but everyone's always so supportive. But it is funny when you're like the only one in costume and everyone else is in street clothes. Mm It's just funny yeah. when you're the only Skylar sister in costume. Right. You're like, um, well. And getting used to those costumes also takes so long. So long. Yeah. They're gorgeous, but they're... They're tight. But they look really good. So I get it. They look amazing. Are they... I'm sure I've asked this, but I just love everyone's perspective. Is it heavy? No. The, the helpless gown is a little heavy only because it's like... So you have the green mint dress that's like the base. Right. And so to get the helpless dress on, you just take off the top of the mint. Right. And you put a new top on top that also has a big skirt. And so the you're bustle, s- right? And the bustle. Right. But okay. you're still wearing the green skirt. So it's okay. like you're wearing two skirts. But the helpless bustle just always made me feel like a cupcake. And it's just <laughs> very large. I'm not ha- used to having that much behind me. Um because I have a teeny tiny little butt, so I'm just yeah, not, you, I'm just not used to it. But also, Austin Scott is so, so tall. tall, so tall. So when you're talking about that first kiss, I'm like, okay, so you must have been leaning up. He is. I think he's he's very used to. D- oh yeah, leaning down. Poor I think just you know he's six. Five, I mean he's very tall. He's so tall. Yeah, it was a tall cast though. <laughs> Although when I think about it now, I was doing the show with a completely different cast in the beginning than I did. When I ended, really, the the cast was completely different. I th- I don't think anyone was the same except for maybe King George, Peter. It's funny that you're saying you're wearing like kind of two dresses during Helpless because that's when Eliza's like her lightest. I know, and it's not when <laughs> nope, no no, <laughs> but you work to make it look like that, right? Just yes, flit across the stage. Yeah, you're just you're walking on air because oh my god, look at those eyes. Can you stand it? <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> you just you got to twirl about it. <laughs> Are you a twirler, Hannah? Um, I feel like I it, it, I have my moments. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have my twirly moments. Yeah, because I'm just trying to see, like, because Eliza's so um, the the what you have to go through as Eliza. So, what was it like for you to get to a place with in, in a time where it was so hard to exist to be a woman? Did you just did you sleep a lot? Like, I just no, I, mean, I really didn't. I, toward the end. 
um, of my contract, I I truly wasn't sleeping at all. Really? I don't think. Yeah. Um, there was like definitely. I think I was up for three days straight at one point, and it was and performing hard. the show. Yeah, I I think. It's funny. I think the beginning and the ending were the hardest for me. I remember when I started in Boston and I think Tommy came like my third or fourth week and I was having trouble after Philip's death closing the door and like oh. continuing with the show. It was just I I was like how how am I supposed to do the finale? Uh-huh. I can't get back from where I just was. And he helped me learn how to how to close the book and to let time pass while I'm backstage, mm. even though this has just happened. It hasn't. Time goes on. You have to soldier on because you have a... The, the end of the show is one of the hardest things to sing. So we would always joke, like, Stephanie would be like, oh, like, my show is done. And I'd be like, screw you. I still have so much more to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so learning how to, like, kind of pull up my bootstraps and 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 turn the page. And there's always, at least in our sh- in our version of it, with the cast I had, there was always like a nice moment that Ham and Eliza would have right after we exited for Quiet Uptown where we would both just like kind of hug each other and breathe and like try and get back to normal, try and get back to baseline. Um, And some nights were much easier than others. Mm -hmm. And toward the end, it was very sad because, you know, it was sad to leave all the people that I loved. And so it was harder because I would just cry and cry and cry. Um, But I think it's important to truly go there instead of maybe watering it down and not like you're like, oh, well, this is like the third show of a five show weekend and I'm tired and I don't want to go there. But you gotta. That's the story. And and this actually happened. And so you have a responsibility to tell the story as honestly as you possibly can. And I had I think there was a lady in Buffalo who came to the stage door and she had lost her son and he was 19 when she lost him and we just talked for like 15 minutes about what it meant for her to see that portrayed and she was emotional and i was emotional and but that that's why you do it right so people can see their experiences on stage and i know for me when something bad happens to me and i like see it on a tv show or i see it in a movie and i see how they get through it that helps me it helps me learn that there is stuff beyond the tragedy. And so if I can help someone see life beyond that, then then I've done my job. And I'm glad that that the monochrome of pain that, and, and, and I can go there, but I can never truly know what she went through. I can try my best to emotionally put myself there, but I will never really know the depth of her sorrow. I mean, she's she was a huge part of his of his life. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, there's so much that wouldn't have even been written because right. she wrote for him when his hand cramped. So like a lot of that wouldn't have even been written. And I I didn't even know who she was. I had no idea who she was yeah. before the show. There was like times we would be doing a five show weekend. And I'd be like, oh, there's no way I can do this. But then I would be like, well, yeah, <laughs> Eliza lived till she was 97. Yeah. If she can do that, I can do five shows this right. weekend. <laughs> I think the meme, I think it like started with Beyonce where it's like you have the same amount of hours in the day yep. as Beyonce. And then like it became Lin-Manuel Miranda. But it's like you have the same amount of hours in the day and like countless more resources than Eliza yep. oh, <laughs> Scottler yeah. Hamilton did. So like so many. I want to use the word persevered, but that seems super trite. But it just seems... I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't didn't treat herself with any sense of... Like, she didn't consider herself fragile. You know? She just just did what she had to do and didn't... She didn't waste time, at least I don't think. Maybe internally, we will never know. But she never wasted time doubting or saying... Or putting limitations on herself. Mm. She just did it. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I mean, maybe I hate speaking for these for anyone, really. But I'm just thinking maybe like she saw an opportunity to get shit done. Mm -hmm. Well, she watched him navigate the political system and learn from him and and learn from his missteps and did did better. Yeah. (laughs) And I also won't fuck up in front of everybody. Nope. (laughs) It wasn't it wasn't in her to do that. Yeah. You know, like I remember in those like early, early churnout chapters, I think um, when they were meeting, her family was meeting um, indigenous people 
and they they had they some nickname. gave her a nickname yeah um, that was like the kind one or yeah. something yeah that's why her dad always took her on those negotiations because they loved her so much yeah even as a i mean but at that when i say young i mean ham was 19 right like you, they grew up so much faster yeah. in a in a different way than today mm-hmm. like now i'm just like oh yeah that person's 14 years old. <laughs> they look 37. <laughs> like, I know. I know. Um, yeah, in a much different way. Again, the resources, you guys, the, the things that we have now. I mean, where do I even start? That mask thing with Burr? I lost my mind. And everything Hannah said about the Eliza Burr dynamic? Unbelievable. I really can't get over how generous Hannah was with all the details she gave about her performance. And look, she's just getting started because there's even more next week. We're taking a super deep dive into the Reynolds pamphlet, Burn, Philip's death, It's Quiet Uptown. Look, we have a great time and we laugh a lot, but it gets really emotional at times. So just be ready for that. Oh, and the name Eliza was given when she went with Papa Schuyler to meet with the Chiefs of the Six Nations. It was one of us. And she was only 13 years old. Amazing, right? Okay, so that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. I love you. I'm G.Penn. is brought to you by my love of the thing, TM, and my complete lack of chill. Please join me in raising all the glasses to Sir Alex Lackamore for generously making my intro music and this custom Yorktown arrangement that I will never, ever get over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To become a Patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests, get tons of behind-the-scenes access, and join the best, kindest, and most welcoming corner of the internet, go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag Team No Chill. I'm at The Hamilcast on all social media, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike. You know Mike. And can be found at theresiduals.tv. True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of Theater People and Broadway Backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution!